Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It's Mick and Christian once again. Christian, how's it going, lad? I'm good, thanks. I'm tired. It's Friday, which is good, but I'm tired because I've been away with work for two days in Stockholm, like intensive days. Good days, but you get really tired when you're away like that. So I'm looking forward to the weekend now, just actually a bit of relax, relaxing time and just hang out with the family and see some football. How are you, mate? Yeah, a couple of days in, in London, so kind of feeling your pain a little bit with traveling and stuff, but yeah, always nice to get back home and always nice to, for it to be Friday, ready for the ready for the weekend and the Reds and all good stuff like that. And yeah, Brighton on Sunday. So a lot to look forward to. And Klopp done his, we'll jump straight into the um, Klopp press conference then because he got asked about quite a few um, things. And we were just laughing like before we started recording about like some of the terminology that you can use to describe when someone's coming back and Klopp... um, Said the uh, Jota Firmino and Van Dyke will be back in a couple of weeks. So, does that mean two? Does that mean 12? Could it be 30? <laughs> still, it's still weeks technically, but I mean, yeah, just looking if forward they... into, the, into the fixtures. Like, we've got Everton on the 13th of February, which is in a couple of weeks. So, if we if we can get him back before then, if not, we're looking at maybe Newcastle on the 18th. Or I think most importantly for us in the current way we're playing is Real Madrid on the 21st. I think if we get those three back for definitely for that one, then I'll be happy is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like a couple of weeks nowadays could mean, it could mean like what it is, two, <laughs> a couple. <laughs> but it could also mean like three, four, five, depending on this, you know, current state and, you know, the situation. And you can use different ways of saying it. You could say a few weeks, you can say several weeks, it, you know, a couple of several few. It's the same. It's, it's, it's a, you know, a, it's weeks anyway. So we just have to wait and see. And like you and I mentioned before we started, Mick, it's like it's the, the most important thing is not to rush the players to actually make sure. But when they're back, they are back. Uh, for the coming months and the spring and, you know, to, until the end of the season. Then things can always happen, we know that, but don't rush them back, let them come back in a good way and make sure they are ready to play and help us uh, moving forward because that's what we need. We don't need more setbacks now, so let them just, you know, come back when they are actually back, whatever Klopp says in terms of a couple or a few or several, whatever. Yeah, I think he said, like, they'll be back in a 
back in training in a couple of weeks, so we don't know if that means ready to go. Obviously, Jot has been out for a for a while, and Firmino has yeah. as well. To be fair, so I mean, if even if even if we get one of them back for for the Everton game, because it looks yeah. like um, Daishi Boy is going to get announced oh. today as the as the as the new massive Liverpool fan, Sean Dyche. So we might have to. Once he gets them relegated, then he leaves. Might have to try and get a famous, <laughs> famous fan show just to, uh, to laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the thing is, is we'll probably be a totally different Everton that we play uh, if that's the case, and if it looks like it. So it probably be, you know, it'd be a Everton version of Burnley. So it will be rough. It will be, it'll be long balls. It will be just a physical game. So we'll see what happens there. But you know, um, hopefully he won't save them. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm always like that. Like some days I'll be like, well, it's nice to have Everton up, have Everton up and at the bottom of the league, but they still survive, so we can play the derbies because I just enjoy the derbies. But at the same time, some days I'm just thinking, let them just go down. <laughs> so you know, um, let them go. Yeah, yeah. Every other day, I'm, I mean, I have a different opinion on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think just from having, I always refer to because it's only been like the school days where I had like just bitter blues, and I just always hark back to that and think. Fucking love them to go down forever, and then I like would it like would I like it because you kind of look forward and dread the derbies every year, but you always look forward to it in a weird way because it's like because yeah. it's like you're dreading it, but then if you get a good win, it's like there's nothing better. It's the same with Man United as well, so you can't you would I suppose miss those eventually, but I reckon yeah. let them go down five years. I reckon that's enough. <laughs> you can you can you can have a little bit of fun down there. They can all the good players can leave. They can struggle, but then they can get I don't know. Get, get someone and come, come back up then yeah yeah that's the thing i looking you know from a sporting perspective like a, from a supporter perspective and you know see the derbies like every season when they are scheduled and when they're going to be played and stuff like home and away that that is something that i enjoy and i like the games and i've been to a few derbies as well i think it's it's a brilliant day but at the same time i try to look at it as a you know the bigger picture like it's good for the city to have two teams um, in the Premiership because, or in the Premier League, because that obviously means you know it's it creates opportunities for people for work and you know more people coming into the city, which means more money into the city and you know stuff like that. So, in in a bigger p- perspective, I think it's good, uh, and I'm thinking of the city and the people to have two teams in the Premier League. But you know, from a Liverpool's p- perspective and a supporter perspective, it would be nice for, if they were actually uh, having a few years in the Championship and struggling. So. They can have the most expensive and modern stadium in the championship, like everyone is joking about. That would be brilliant for a few years, like you said. Um, yeah, and then we can go from there. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing, the only good thing is that Everton are worse than us at the minute. I think that's the only thing we've got them in, in terms of Premier League. Like we're shit, but they're they're loads worse. So it's like we need to we need to laugh at them. At, yeah, at more in this time. Even though it would be nicer if we were near the top and they were at the bottom, that would that would be like peak, peak yeah. being a Liverpool fan. That would be amazing. Uh, but let's talk about like more of the Klopp's press conference quotes because he mentioned uh, Bacetic's new uh, contract, which we're all made up with. He's much much deserved after his, um, I suppose, his introduction into the team more more recently. Getting a new contract off the back of that, only being eighteen, um, Klopp said in this press conference, we were pretty careful because of his age. Initially, but he's shown that he's ready and it's very helpful for us with his skills. He's got good aggression and being a good footballer is is good is a good combination for us. So 
yeah. I mean, it, I, mean I think he said something as well. Like it's, he's came in at a good time where he can he's showing the right skills for in a position that we need it. I think I'm I'm probably reading between the lines there a little bit, but I think you can we all know that we needed a bit more aggression in the midfield area, closing the spaces down. And I think Pachetic coming in as young as he is and like not playing as many, not playing that many games so far. But what we've seen so far, it's 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 boss news for the for the future of the club, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, I was happy when I read the news. You know, first there were rumours about him signing a new contract, and then obviously the club released a statement and all the videos and all the other things, you know, making it official. So, yeah, I'm really pleased because he's a proper talent, and what we've seen from him so far, even if it hasn't been many games, we can still, you know, we can still see that he got the. Um, you know, great assets as a player and something to develop as well. And, you know, if you're 18 years old and playing as a holding midfielder in a Liverpool team, obviously, even if we're struggling at the moment, then you get the chance because of that. Because obviously it would have been harder if everyone was in form and playing really, really well. But that doesn't take away his performances. So I'm I'm, I'm just happy that we, you know, just make sure that he stays longer. Uh, and I wasn't, you know, worried that he was going to leave because, you know, Liverpool is one of the, you know, biggest clubs in the world. So it's not that we don't, we can't attract young players like him to stay, but it's just nice to know that he can now, you know, just um, focus on uh, developing, playing for us and hopefully, you know, turn out to be a great midfielder for us because what I see in him as a player, I think is something that, you know, we talked about Fabinho and that kind of player who, you know, is in, in a good age, but is not in form at the moment. But if we can have a young young player coming in and actually taking a midfield role going forward, we can look at the likes of Steven Gerrard. And if you can never compare someone with Steven Gerrard, but you come in at 18 years old and you start to have an impact straight away, and you never know what kind of career you can actually have when you come in and play like that. So hopefully, they're, you know, they're good signs and hopefully you can come in and con- continue to do a good, good job for us and I'm looking forward to what he will bring into the future. Yeah, I feel like it would have been better maybe for um, it to happen when we were in a better vein of form. Um, sorry, I've got, I've got, I've got a cat jumping up at me. Yeah. Um, I was starting laughing. If you're in a better vein of form, uh, I suppose maybe a couple of years ago when he came in, it might have been better for us because he might have been able to come in and there's not as much pressure for him to do, to do well. But I mean, the fact that he's coming in into a a bad side and and showing his skills, I suppose, similar to the way Nunes has came in and he's had to hit the ground running and create his own opportunities, try and score goals with Liverpool not being well. It's even more commendable that he's he's coming in and do that. So fair play to him and hopefully, I mean, he's only young, but a long way for him yeah. to go. But this, this, the the signs are there that he can be a um, be a very good player for us. So that's 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 good news in amongst all the doom mongering and shit on. Um, Twitter and stuff, so yeah. Uh, and then he got asked about <laughs> got asked about Arthur Mello, and it was like one of them was like, "Oh shit, yeah, like we, we've we've got Arthur Mello." I always forget we've signed them. Um, but yeah, he'll apparently return in two to three weeks into training because obviously that was another long injury as well. So I don't know what's going to happen with that one. We haven't seen him. But we don't we don't know if we're going to see him. Is it going to be another Ben Davis where you just don't you just don't see him? Um, even when he's back and fit and ready, I imagine we probably will. And if, especially if we get through um, Brighton and stuff in the FA Cup, and there's maybe some more FA Cup games coming up. Um, and then on Carvalho, he said he's got a little injury and probably won't be a hundred percent ready, which is a shame. I think because I think when you look at the Chelsea game, I think I mentioned like it would have been nice to have him on the bench instead of maybe an Oxley Chamberlain just to give him a bit of confidence after the Wolves performance where I thought he'd done quite well. But injuries, <laughs> it's inju- injury season once again for us. So 
that's a shame um, for him. But let's just talk about Brighton a little bit more then, because we've talked about Everton being shit and, and whatever else and midfielders and whatever. But let's talk about like Brighton, because Klopp said on after the last game, which was the Premier League, obviously it wasn't. It was the worst game he's ever seen, basically, which is. I think most of us agree that it was pretty fucking horrendous, but he's referenced it again today saying um, that they're a very good side, like centre-backs, goalkeeper, midfielders with with Caicedo and McAllister, very calm, you need to get in amongst them. Um, but he's, he's, he said something that we've been saying, like the forward line needs to be ready to defend, and it's like you can't just rely on the midfielders to defend. Like he said, he said, like you can't. If you defend, basically, he said, if you defend with seven players instead of basically ten, then you're going to lose against Brighton because you need to. Every player needs to be right in the right spaces, closing the spaces, and if the forward line aren't doing it to the correct, I don't know, the optimum amount, then the midfield are fucked basically. So it's not all about the midfield, but I suppose it was a good um, dress rehearsal. That one we've got it out the system, got got battered by them. It's now a different competition, of course, but. We need to, at least we know what we need to do, and we need to match the desire and stuff, and hopefully show something that we did in the um, in the Wolves game. Hopefully, yeah. The good thing is uh, to be able to go to Brighton and try to you know make things right. If you like, it doesn't take away their performance against us, but we were really shit. Like they were good, but we were really really bad. So you know that obviously gives them a better chance as well that we don't really show up on the day. So this is the time to go there and actually get a result uh, away uh, against them and actually make sure that we don't give them the same opportunities and show it just, it was just a one-off, even if we've been really, really bad, obviously, this season and not being in the same high level that we've seen uh, previous seasons. Um, I think you have to grab these opportunities to show that you know we're not as bad as we were when we were the last time. So we can actually, you know, just look at ourselves in a more proud way and the players themselves as well to be able to put in a performance to actually show that, you know, we, we're not we're not as bad as we were when we went there last time and we can actually go and make a total different performance. So I'm looking forward to that because I thought Brighton away in the Premier League was so bad. You didn't, you know, you felt straight away that we'd, we were not there and they, you know, even if they just scored at the start of the uh, second half and then scored twice quickly, we just felt like we didn't have anything more in that game to do. We were just done. Uh, but this time, hopefully, we can just do it much more differently and come out at the start with a lot of lot of energy and, and, and things like that. And because we have a week until the game's away against Wolves in the Premier League, we don't really have to think about resting players or rotating players in that sense, so we can we can play whoever's in form, whoever's in, is fit enough and whoever Klopp think is most suitable for the game so I like that as well, that we, it's no pressure to think about who's going to come off when and you know we have to rest this player because we play in two, three days again and stuff like that, so yeah, just grab this opportunity in the FA Cup because that's also a trophy that is available for us to actually go and win. And if this season comes down to us actually winning the FA Cup, even if we don't go well in the league and not maybe bonk at the Champions League spot as well, it's still a trophy. You know, that's the thing. If we can still lift something, you know, it, I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a good season, but it's far much better than it could be. <laughs> so let's go and try to do it and actually go and try and win the Cup. Yeah, I think any time you you get a chance to win a cup. I think last year we enjoyed it immensely. And obviously we're feeling the after effects of that this year, clearly with the way we've been playing and stuff um, psychologically. But anytime you can go and win a trophy, 
doesn't matter what it is. To be fair, you can, it's gonna it's gonna boost it's gonna boost what we've we've been doing, which is good. But um, just before we get on to um, start eleven predictions, uh, Klopp mentioned about Naf Phillips. Well, he got asked about Naf Phillips because I think it was James Pierce actually mentioned like Reese Williams getting recalled from. Um, Blackpool, whether that means Nat Phillips is going to be on the move, and he said it depends on the offers. We'll have to be prepared for everything, but I think that's probably like the um, the st- standard line that he's going to say. He's not going to say, oh yeah, he's going to be leaving tomorrow or whatever, but it looks like he will leave, and I suppose one of those that it would be, in an ideal world, it would be good to, to keep him, but he's at an age where he needs to go and be playing footy. You can't just be sitting on our bench like every week or sometimes not even on the bench, and especially at his age, as at his age, and the, the way that he has played for us in the past, and coming into the team and doing well and stuff. So it's, I suppose, he just goes with our blessing, and I suppose it's more money in the, um, more money in the bank for, I don't know, FSG's pockets, or is it? Will we see it on a transfer? Who knows? <laughs> well, you know, according to loads on Twitter, it's probably in the FSG pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, I you know to be serious, like I I like Nat Phillips in you know the way that he's always been. He never you know never complained about his position like in the team. He's never um, co- complained about not playing. He's always you know kept on working, and when he's been playing, he's actually you know most of the time he's done really really well as well. You know, so I think he deserves to have a um con- he's career to continue to be playing you know football uh every weekend like from from f- playing for a team where he can start because i think he deserved that now like you said he can't sit on our bench the rest of his career even though i actually like him as that option to just come in every now and then to you know uh with the physicality and the the way he plays more aggressively on the as, as a player he's not the most technical one but he's always there always gives 100 percent and all that so you know if it goes good luck to him uh but we'll see what happens but i don't think you know with whatever money that comes in for him uh i don't think we will you know spend them in any way because it will probably need loads more money to add up on that amount to buy the place that we want anyway so i think it's more waiting until the summer to to rebuild and have proper probably uh, a proper look at the squad and who's gonna actually leave and who's gonna come in and stuff like that i think that's why they now waiting until the summer because there's there's no point to make rush signings if you like if you just you're still waiting for some players coming back. You have to rely on the ones that you have and try to make them hit the form, and that's up to Klopp. And he said that himself. You know, it's 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 up to him to work with what he's got. And I know the opinion of you know we need midfielders and stuff like that. And yes, I agree. But I think it's just more of a maybe a more relaxed way of looking at this. Is where we are now. We have to do the best we can with what we have. And in the summer, we will actually have a proper you know, look at who's actually going to leave, what money comes in, what money do we have from FSG, you know, uh, uh, apart from um, sales and actually see who will be coming in then. And we obviously all dream of a certain player, but I think that's just the way it is now. And we, it's nice when the January transfer window will close because then we can just fucking leave that topic, to be honest, because I'm just tired of reading all the negativity and shit on Twitter about we, but we're not buying, we're not buying, we're not buying. No, we, we, we're not at the moment, but we bought Gakpo and I know that he's not a midfielder, but just sit down and relax a bit and trust Klopp. And we, yeah, we're not in the best position at the moment, but we need to support them and just move forward now and actually look at the football you know, point of view and stop asking for all this you know, being greedy and stop asking for 110 
million pounds players coming in like two, three of them. It's like that's not us at the moment, and we know that, so just don't care about it. Yeah, we know at the minute with the owners we've got. Before we, if we get, don't get sold, or if we don't get a a stakeholder and who's going to be able to put money in or or whatever and provide us more cash, then we're currently restricted by what we've what we've got. So I mean, yeah, transfers have always for some people been bigger than what Liverpool football club is, and if that's the way you want to, if that's the way you want to support, I can't. I mean, I can't. But if that's the way you want to support the team. I don't agree with it, but crack on. Like, but I don't because you're constantly going to be disappointed. We're constantly linked with players, and you're only going to get less than one percent of them at some point. You're going to get one player that that was listed, but Liverpool are linked with so many players. We we know what players can come in and do well. We know if we signed Kaiseido, we know we signed Bellingham, we know if we signed X, Y, and Z, it did improve us because they've got the right skills to improve us. But what can we do? We just have to. We just have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, if Phillips leaves, I mean, I think there was talk about Keller maybe leaving as well, which would be a massive shame, I think. But I feel like he's another one where he's proved himself too much to be. I mean, Klopp's called him like the best, the be- the best second goalkeeper in in the league, and I think that's completely. I completely agree. Like he's so good, and it's one of those. Like it's really annoying because for years supporting Liverpool. We've had good goalies, but we've never had like a proper young boss goalie. And he co- he comes along the time that we've got the best goalie in the world, and Alison Becker. And you know, Alison Becker's going nowhere. He's not had maybe the best couple of weeks in terms of his form as well, because it's he was always like a shining light on, even when we weren't that good. But even his form maybe has dropped a little bit. But even still, like he plays every game. Doesn't matter like how yeah. good Keller is. Alison Becker's always going to be number one. It's just a shame that um. Keller wasn't round maybe, I don't know, 10 years earlier where he could come into the side and, and really help us out, but you wouldn't begrudge him a move as well. And I suppose that goes into into the pot as well. If they wanted to sell Keller and, and Phillips, have Reese Williams as backup, have Adrian as backup, and then buy someone. I don't know if that's maybe yeah. something they're, they're looking at as well. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like it, to be honest. But then I can also understand it from Keller's point of view. You know, like you said, he's too good to just be sitting on the bench and he would be, you know, the first goalie in so many other teams, even in the Premier League. So they could, you know, he could, he could do something like you actually, you know, um, you, 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 you make... You make him go out on a loan for like two seasons or some something, you know, when he have the chance to play first team football in, in the Premier League. And he actually develops like that. And you never know what levels he can actually reach. It might be that, you know, in two, three years' time, he's actually surpassed, you know, Alisson, even if he's not um, old and he's still got many seasons left in him. You never know the... You don't know the talent of Keller in, you know, the the long term. It might that he just continues to become better and better and better, and especially if he plays regularly all the time. So... I wouldn't mind, you know, if they have like, yeah, go alone for two seasons at a proper good club where he knows that he will play and actually play Premier League football. And we have Adrian, obviously, I know his contract is going, is probably, you know, running out. But uh, if you had a second goalie who you could still, you know, rely on if, if Alisson, you know, got injured or whatever, but hopefully not that he can, you know, Alisson could play every game. But then you have Keller with such a talent actually playing somewhere else, but for two seasons and then he comes back, he might be, I don't know, 25, 26 and actually in his best age, maybe, um, as a top goalie. And you never know if he's going to be better than Alisson then. Alisson might have dropped. You never know. So that could be a solution instead of just selling him. But I understand if they want to cash in as well because, you know, uh, he's that good now. So the cash might be um, relevant. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't like to see it, to be honest. 
yeah, I think he's one of them. He's like, would be lovely to keep him, but I understand if he did want to leave eventually because he's proved his worth. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, let's move on to. I mean, we've talked about like who may be starting, who's fit and stuff, but we can talk about um, starting 11 predictions. So just going from Chelsea. So Chelsea was Allison, Milner, Canate, Gomez, Robertson. Midfield three of Keita, Bacchetta, Chimtiago, and then a forward three of Salah, Gakpo, and Elliot, which Salah on the right, Gakpo through the middle, and Elliot on the left, which we weren't, I don't think we were too happy with in terms of functionality. Um, Nunes and Trent came off the bench, Fabinho came off the bench, Curtis Jones came off the bench, Henderson came off the bench. Mm. Um, so, like Klopp said in the press conference, we've got a lot of options in midfield. Hopefully, they stay fit, he said. Uh, but what type of lineup? So, in terms of changing it from the Chelsea game, is probably easier. So, Trent back in for Milner. Um, yes. Matip back in for Gomez. <clears throat> yeah. I'll, and, yeah. Any I, 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 yeah. Well, I'd, I'd like us to, you know, like I said, go to Brighton and go for it and actually try to go win it to, you know, uh, progress in the cup. So, I'd rather see us starting with the, like the the best team in terms of like Trent coming in for Milner, yes, because we need his offensive skills. Um, we need him on the pitch, his creativity. Uh, I think Martip coming in as well because he gives us a little bit more of a stable situation. In you know, in my opinion, also good with the ball, uh, driving it forward. So I'd like that. Um, and then midfield, I would say I would play Thiago. I would play Bicetic because I think he's still you know earned that chance to keep on playing because he showed that he's been in a good form and doing it well. So there's no point to just you know swapping for Fabinho now when he's actually playing well and that would you know help for his confidence as well just sign the contract and it you know shows the club believes in him and you know you never know what that does to a player so just if you know if it doesn't go well like we said against Chelsea's wife well, if we if we see that it he has issues or problems then we can swap him obviously but now he did it that well anyway so he played so I I rather have him with Thiago and I would actually play with Henderson to be honest in the midfield if if he's you know fit enough because even though you know people say he's not a good enough footballer anymore and all that kind of stuff I I don't really believe that because I know that he's been out of form he's been injured uh he's not the same player as he was you know three four years ago because he's getting older but he's still a leader he's still someone who puts in a shift you know and runs a lot and wants to do things uh and you also have to play someone to come back into a form like you can't come back into a form only by training you need to actually play games and prove yourself and i think you know he deserved to prove himself as well as the captain um so i would have that uh midfield so you got like by tiago as a creative one and then with hando being the lungs and the uh, the leader on the pitch and then the offensive three, I would actually continue to like to see Gakpo, but on the left, because I, I think, you know, even if he hasn't had a best start at Liverpool, and you know, I know loads of people on Twitter as well, you know, said, you know, been saying that he's uh, quite average and not showing his potential and all that, but, you know, that's the thing. He's got the potential, but we need to give him time to, you know, be able to actually come into this side and play his football for us without any pressure because that's what we see in many cases. So start with him to the left, play Darwin Nunez up front and then Salah to the right. I think obviously Salah as well hasn't been in good form, but I think he always he always is a threat, you know, and especially with the right players around him as well. And then we can always, you know, swap with, for example, Elliot if we feel like it. So I'll start with that team, uh, in my opinion. What about you? Yeah, I'm just not sure about. I know what you mean about Henderson. I'm just not sure about if this is the game 
to do it because Brighton are so good and they're so energetic. The midfield's so good. And I know what you mean. Like, if we take Milner out, we need a, a, another leader in there. But I would I'd probably just like to see Cater again. Um, or you go, um, we go Cater on, yeah, I suppose you go, you could go Cater on the left and then you could put Thiago on the right and, and then see the choice of Bacchetta, Joe Fabinho. But I would like to see, like you said, Bacchetta stay in because I think yeah. he's deserved it. I just feel like it might. I mean, it's one of those. Like, if if he if he gets put in and and we win and he plays well, then it's sound. But if not, the same shit's going to be said. But yeah. I would think I'd err on the side of it's FA Cup. If we if we if we lose, like we said, it would be great to win. But if we don't, like we it's less games, so we can focus on getting players back and, and concentrate on the Prem and Champions League as well. So, I mean, I mean, there's options. There's options, isn't he? Like he, he could. I mean, especially with Nunes back. So if you say Salah right, Nunes in the middle. Um, Gakpo on the left. You could put Harvey Elliott on the right of midfield three. I know there's been people questioning that as well, but you can you can play there, uh, and you could go Elliott on the right of the three, Pachetta, Gentiago, and then you can have Elliott yeah. support on the salad in that in, in those wide areas with uh, with Trent as well. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. A, I think it's a difficult one to call because I think we've got a lot of options in midfield areas, but it's trying to figure out what's best because I think Brighton are. Very, yeah. very good. Very, very fucking good. Annoyingly good, even when we've been amazing. They're still a very good team, and they're still hard to play against. So we've always struggled against them, and I think we got an absolute hide in last time. So I would like, if Hendo's in good shape and feels like he wants to like really get stuck in and make a and do and have a performance that gets us back into winning ways and whatever, then sound. But I just feel like it. I don't know. I'm really torn on that. I'm really torn on that decision. Yeah. To be honest. I, I'm thinking like why I actually see him playing now in the FA Cup instead of the Premier League is because the Premier League will be so vital in terms of points. Um, obviously, yeah, with yeah. the Wolves so away, you, you, we have to win games then because we need, if we, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, if he can come in in an FA Cup game, I know it's actually, you know, if you, if you lose, you're out, you know, that's the thing. But it, it would hurt, but it wouldn't hurt as much in a way that if we kept on, you know, dropping points in the Premier League, if you understand what I mean. So I'm thinking rather have Henderson play in this game to prove himself to actually go in and perform. You know, if he doesn't do that, we can, you know, get him, get him off and get someone else in, obviously. But then he get the chance to play in a game where it's, it, it's important, but not as important as trying to get the three points. And if he plays well now, then obviously we can have someone, you know, a midfielder that probably hopefully comes back to some kind of form where we can actually use him in games going forward. Even if he doesn't start, we know that he can actually make a change. And I'm just thinking you have to have that game where you have the chance to prove yourself and come back. And we, I saw the interview with him when you could tell he looked really, he looked really not depressed, but you know, in a, you could tell, you know, that he was not happy with himself. He was not happy with the team's performances. He was not happy with his season. And you can tell also that, you know, he he almost felt a little bit sad because obviously he knows all the sticks that he gets, you know, online and everywhere. They, even if they don't look at it, you know, they, they don't get away from it because it's everywhere on social media, you know, Instagram, whatever they are, you know, the comments from people. So he knows himself that he hasn't performed well. No one needs to tell him that. We, he knows, you know, he's the first one to know that he's not at the same level and everyone knows it. And that's also why he hasn't started. So, you know, without saying that he should be a starter for Liverpool, I just think that, you know, he's not finished yet. Like, he's not that old. He will still make, you know, a good job for Liverpool. So I just think this is it's a game where, 
we can afford to put him in to have the chance to prove himself and get back to form. And hopefully going forward, that could help him and us in the Premier League to have another midfielder to use. Don't say he should start, but he could come in and do a job, you know, half-time or after 60, 70 minutes. And we know that we got an engine going and he's actually better now than the start of the season. So that's just how I see it. With Because with Keita, we know that he's probably going to leave in the, in the summer. So... Even if he's good on the ball, driving it forward, and you know he's he's more creative in a way, I never see the end product of it. I never see goals. I never see any. You know, it, it look it looks good. It looks better because he's someone who can actually link up and do that. But I never see you know anything comes out of it. So sometimes I just think he actually. I do like Keita as a footballer, but I think in Liverpool it, it looks better than it is, and that kind of it it kind of, it's what do you call it? Like it's um um something that looks like it looks really good but it's it's not what you actually see like it, you you see something that you know you think you look good but in the end of the day it doesn't give you anything you know what i mean yeah. like it's, yeah yeah it's like you're not getting like the end product like basically yeah but like, so i understand what really... yeah sorry so i understand what you mean but it's just a fear that you know he plays but he's not going to be any summer so why continue to play a player who's already have his head somewhere else while we have Henderson that we know wants to be in Liverpool and hit his form because he knows how much it means to him so you know I'm thinking more like that as well like in psychological way as well yeah I think like I think I said something similar like a couple of weeks ago but it's like I'm just trying to figure out the best way like Klopp said like closing the spaces I think Cater does it better because he's younger. He's got yeah, more. True. He's probably got more energy now. To be fair, like it's a shame the way like we've seen. It's just like the Hendo forms coincided with with our form. Um, it would have been nice for us to stay, boss and Hendo kind of have like a maybe like a slower decline. But when Liverpool aren't playing well, you can see that he's not he's not playing well. Like you can, it's it's fair to say that like he's getting the ball and he's kind of. He's kind of just hitting it long, or he's tra- he's trying stuff that I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's just when you're not in good form and you're not confident, yeah. you just can't. You're trying to just get rid of it like it's a hot potato, and you're not trying to get your foot on the ball and play a good ten yard pass, whatever forty yard pass. We know he's capable of it, but just hasn't got the confidence right now. But I think it's one of those that he's thirty two. He's not. He's not going to leave. He can still be a leader in a dressing room. He's still going to be playing games for us, just not as many as we as we yeah. thought. Uh, I mean, and maybe he's. That that um, process of maybe like fading someone out is is, is going to have to happen a bit closer. But that yeah. always co- it comes back to this summer is going to be so key in terms of what we do in terms of bringing people in. I think it's just all it all goes back to that, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and I think you know if there's a, you know if if we think about signing uh, Jude Bellingham, you know if Liverpool is in the pole position of that and actually will you know, go for him in the summer where you know all the rumours says that we will because that's Klopp's first priority it's also key to have Henderson actually I wouldn't say play but to be around the first team you know and play some games and actually be, yeah. because they are mates and he will be someone who will take care of him like we can't underestimate actually the feeling of Jude Bellingham coming to Liverpool knowing like Trent is a good mate Henry yeah. is a good mate and I want to play with them it's not just like I want to have Hendo as a as a mentor, I want to actually play with him. And you know, you don't know what a, a signing like that can actually boost Henderson, thirty-two years of age, but still actually boost him for another season or two. Because you know, you got so much quality coming in that you get excited yourself and actually, you know, 
you win something in that as well. But uh, I don't say it will happen, but I think it's key that we got them players around the team and with Klopp to, you know, make uh, Jude Bellingham choose Liverpool and that he knows that he will be able to actually play with them. Not every week, maybe, and in every game, but he will still be there playing with him and actually learn from him and be around and get the Liverpool feeling of things, you know. So I think that's important as well and not to be underestimated or forgotten. Yeah, I think if... Uh, I think Neil um, Jones mentioned on um, Redman something like our sales pitch needs to be perfect. And I think having Jordan Anderson around is, I think, pretty, I imagine, pretty key to that. Because like you said, is Trent and Hendo already the allure of coming to Liverpool, potentially being number eight after Steven Gerrard. There's a lot of factors, and I don't know if you've seen the Gerrard um, clip. He was on BT Sport, got asked yeah, yeah. about it, and he was like... Um, just give me his diary. Let me go fly over to Dortmund, and I'll um, I'll convince him. I mean, yeah, for yeah. hell. If someone can bankroll that just to get Stevie over there, that'd be sound. Because, <laughs> but I think that the fe- the feeling I get from Jude Bellingham, without saying I know it for certain, obviously, is that he's one of them players with the right people around him, like his family, that you know is involved a lot in stuff, and it. I get the feeling that he will, you know. Uh, make a decision out of a football perspective rather than an you know a economy economy uh, perspective because the money he will get anyway wherever he goes he will be paid loads and he will have a long career who you know money will never be a problem for him so I think that he's he's been brought up in that way and thinks that way and he's very mature yeah. in a way as well for his age thinking like yes I could obviously go to Real Madrid and be a great player, a world-class player, but might not be remembered in the same way as he would if he goes to Liverpool, get that number eight shirt and, you know, goes and win the Premier League, uh, hopefully, you know, another Champions League, plays for us quite long, many years, and, you know, he would remember as a legend and the one that actually took over Steven Gerrard's legacy and you know brought success to the continuous success to the club uh, and then maybe he could move on to like Real Madrid later in his career you know we will get loads of money for him but you know it could also be that he stayed but that's an option so I think you know I think he's rather just now uh, making his decision in terms of what can I actually get from this who can I become and who who will I be remembered as I think that's important to him not every footballer is like that yeah. obviously but I get the feeling that he is one of them that you know if I play for Liverpool like eight ten years at least something like that and wins and actually you know people will remember me I will become a legend and that's something yeah. that I really want so why not I feel like yeah he's definitely the type but um Enough about transfers. Enough about transfers. <laughs> Honestly, we said we said we don't like talking about them. We end up talking about Bellingham and other people. But well, just, I like to too, discuss them, but we don't like to it's moan. Too, it's too easy That's going. The thing. It's, yeah, it's but too, it's, like, it, it's too nice it's, to talk about because you're like, oh, you start dreaming about having Bellingham yeah, and red. It's, it's, like, it's oh, another no. thing to dream and to discuss in a proper way, like in a, in a, in a you know sensible way, than moaning about no signings that is you know costing yeah, hundred and ten. Yeah, exactly. That's you can moan and moan and moan. That doesn't give anything. But I don't mind you know discussing you know the you know the options, opportunities, or the possibilities that comes along yeah. and the rumors. That that's another thing. Like if people would like to discuss in a proper manner, I like that. But if you just say buy someone, you know that you know straight away. Like yeah, okay. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> no, no point. No point there, mate. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I uh, made me um, Twitter 
probably. I was just like, I can't be asked. I can't. I honestly can't be asked. Yeah. Uh, but just speaking about Gakpo, we mentioned him like hopefully starting the left. I spoke to uh, Bolo's ending about Gakpo, of course, because fellow Dutchman um, and known him for a long time, and just spoke to him about like where he sees his position and going forward. Hopefully on the left, but he's you he can play on the. We've seen him play up front. I mean, he can probably play as a as a right as well, but um, which I, I think is quite important. To be fair, because I feel like we do need someone who can move Salah inside a little bit and get near, maybe nearer to the goal somehow. Uh, and having a right hand side winger would be nice. But if you haven't listened to that one, then please go and do so because it was quite good. And Bolo was a good guy. Um, nice to get him back on after. After nearly three years, we had him on 2020 for a like, talk about his career and stuff, and then got him back on to talk about Gakpo and Ginny Wijnaldum and Graven Burke, all of the all the Dutch related stuff. Because I thought he's best. He'll he'll know best. He'll know best. Bolo, and he did. Uh, but yeah, let's start <laughs> score predictions, lad. Fucking the worst thing on earth. What's the, what are you thinking? Yeah, I know. This is it's a difficult one because at the moment you don't feel like Liverpool would score like many goals at all, and we all, almost every game except for now, like two games in a row, we haven't conceded a goal, so it's hard because. But you get the feeling that we now we've been stable, but I hope we can just stay stable. So I'm just, I'm gonna be optimistic, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Liverpool two and Brighton one. I think away we would struggle to not to not you know keep a clean sheet, but I, I, I hope we just score and actually score twice in a game and you know so I say yeah two one Liverpool. Yeah. I mean I've I've for the first time ever I wrote down my score prediction because I didn't want to just wing it and I wrote I've wrote two one to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean to get Great minds. if we get yeah if we get if we get a cl- clean sheet for the third time in a row and the game's not being particularly that good, then it'd be weird. It's weird, like, because Klopp got asked, like, you've had two um, successive clean sheets, and he, he kind of just laughed, because it was like, he, he's not seeing it as a good thing at the minute, because he knows that we're not <laughs> we're not the best. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, I mean, if we, another clean sheet, 1-0, 2-1, something like that, but, ugh, no, it's going to be a, we know in the previous game, it was so hard, it was such a hard game, but we need to, Maybe that we keep mentioning like this term as well, like fire in the belly. Like it should give them some fucking fire in the belly to not produce a similar performance against them again. But yeah, let's hope Liverpool go and do it. I um, just want to give a shout out to Jack Design as well. If you haven't been over to Jack Design, then and you fancy some um, Liverpool clobber or t shirts, mugs, whatever you want, get over jackdesign.uk forward slash shop and enter the code copy 10, get yourself 10% off. So if you're in the market for something already, I'm not saying swerve them if they're independent because they need money as well, but I'm saying just go and have a look at Jack Design's website. You might see something just as nice and you help Jack and you help us at the same time. So if you want to go and do that, enter the code COP by 10, get yourself 10% off. Um, yeah, let's leave it there. Uh, we're doing well with these um, timing-wise, 41 minutes. I think I suppose that Klopp's presser is was enough and we we spoke about Everton being shit for about 10 minutes didn't we so that's Jude Bellingham as well Jude Bellingham so, for 20 it, without that we would have been down to like 35 so we yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll we're doing better I'll take it better I think we're getting better sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, right we'll leave it there nice one everyone for listening we really do appreciate it nice one Christian again for 
jumping on. Let's hope the Reds can go and do it. And then we've got yeah, we've got Wolves to look forward to, Everton to look forward to. There's loads of games coming up. Um, but yeah, let's hope we can start to keep some clean sheets, but also win some footy matches. That'll be boss. So nice one, everyone. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Podcast Network.